Welcome to The Buff Show, a show brought to you by Mountain Buff Real Estate. We are dedicated to chasing down the buffs of the world and bringing their expertise right to you. All right, guys, welcome to The Buff Show. Today, I have Jaden Olson here with Ballpark Engineering. So Thanks for having me, Peyton. Yeah, no, excited to have you. So I guess... Jaden, obviously you're an engineer. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my backstory, how I met you. So I was doing a remodel in Eden and we were tearing out walls, adding beams in, timber beams and stuff like that. Big beam. That's fine. And I needed somebody to tell me what walls I could tear out and how big of a beam and everything I needed in there. So can't remember who recommended me you. But... It was Devin Hubbard. Shout oh, out yeah. to Devin Hubbard. Yeah, it was Devin. Yeah. yeah. So he recommended me to you and it was awesome. You came out, like drew us some, some plans and sent yeah. it to the city and it, it worked out. So, and then since then you've been like a key player in our real estate company because recently on another transaction, this was a high-end home up in Eden. Yeah. The the buyer, and I've never had a buyer like this and he he opened my eyes, but he's a contractor back East and has built a ton of homes, but he shows up and he has a level and like a laser and tape measures. Like he's, he's there to do business at the home inspection. I love it. And he's, he's measuring all the floors, like to see how level they are. And I'm like, they, they felt pretty level, but little did we know, like on the main level, there was like a can't remember exact, maybe quote. Two and a half inches. Two and a half inches over like, what, 30 feet, 40 feet? Yeah. And then there's one spot where it's an inch and a quarter across like five feet. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So, so he's like, we need an engineer to come up here. So you you came up, checked it out, and we ended up dropping that deal. But anyways. I, I don't want to be known as somebody who kills deals. But <laughs> no. Yeah, it I was, recommend that very often, but that was a bad one. Yeah. yeah. But like you saved, you you saved, because I don't want to sell a house. Like I'm okay killing deals that need to be killed. Absolutely. And, and that was yeah. one that was like, there was no no saving it unless the client wanted to drop a ton of money into it. So yeah, so yeah that's how I've come to know you and how you've you've been like a, a key player in our business. So maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got started and what ballpark engineering is and what you guys yeah, specialize. Yeah, well, let's, let's go a little ways back here, shall we? Yeah. So I grew up in the construction industry. My dad's a contractor, grew up doing all kinds of hands-on work, working with electricians, framers in the industry. 2009, I was going to take over my dad's company, but there was no work in the business. And that's when I graduated high school. So I went to school to become a structural engineer and said, I'll do this on the paper end and uh, learn how to be an engineer. Um, so seven years later, got out in the industry, got my PE license. And then in uh, 2019, I went out on my own um, as a structural engineer, partly so that I could pursue my real estate dreams of owning rentals, developing land, doing flips and doing what I grew up doing, mm -hmm. uh, just on the contracting end. And uh, so I've got an interesting background in the construction industry, the real estate industry. I know how to close deals and navigate those important timelines, deadlines. But more importantly, I, I've built an awesome engineering company, and we focus in helping people uh, know what to look for in existing homes, red flags of things that we need to be aware of in when you're coming in on a project that you don't know anything about and helping navigate these challenging transactions. I mean, this is a life save life's investments and uh, we want to take them. <laughs> like it's a big deal. Yeah. And it's yeah. crazy because I've sold 
uh, like hundreds of homes at this point. And I've never had somebody, even on my own deals, I've never walked in there with a laser to like measure the floors. But Isn't that I'm amazing? Like, I'm like, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and there's there's definitely houses that I've walked through that have been way worse than that house. And I'm glad the owner, because had it been any other deal, like, yeah, you felt some stuff in the basement. That's where you we, we mostly felt some of the stuff. But sometimes that can just be the concrete, like the right. the, the floor poured wrong or, or some settlement there. But because this buyer was so diligent, like it, it honestly saved him huge headache down the road. If I recall, correct me if I'm wrong, but he had to tell the home inspector almost how to do his job, which is also another concern because these home inspectors, they're great at what they do. Yeah. They're not engineers or contractors. No. So you bring in the experts, that's when we really, that's a really important thing, right? Yeah. Yes. The home inspector, I mean, they basically, they said, you know, you need to, you need to seek out professional opinions on this matter. And that, that's basically where they left. Which is all they can say. Right. Yeah. So... We brought you in, so I guess let's let's talk about it. If if you're a buyer, what what services do you provide to to buyers in this market right now? Yeah, so I, I love working with real estate clients, uh, people that are buying, selling homes. Number one, first thing I offer is a walkthrough with a client. If mm-hmm. you have concerns, call me. I'll come out on site. I'm I'm more in depth than a, a home inspector, and I can come in and answer any questions that they may have red flagged or any questions or concerns that I may have. I especially recommend this service on anything built pre-1970 because a lot of those are unreinforced masonry homes in our Utah market, especially up on the benches in Ogden, some of these that are dugout basements, any rock foundations, anything that's an older construction. Call me, have me come walk through the property with you. It's not that expensive. It's less expensive than your uh, home inspection. Yeah. Um, If we find something, then we can come and write a written report that you can go back to sellers and negotiate with. You can come... Like take it to the lender because sometimes lenders will have concerns with their FHA or something. Is this house going to stand for the next 30 years on my mm-hmm. mortgage and is insurance going to cover me? And so I can write a letter and help help those guys understand what's going on. I can write a letter for negotiating. I can also write letters to have contractors come in and fix things. Oh, wow. And so it's, yeah. it's a gamut of services. Um, but also if you plan on doing renovations of those homes, I would always get an engineer in there to say, hey, can I open up this wall between my kitchen and mm-hmm. living room? That's yeah. 90% of what people want to do in the remodel. And, right. And to know that up front, how much that's going to cost is a huge, huge benefit. Well, and I see buyers all the time. They're like, oh yeah, you can you can definitely do this. And it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like, and I used yeah. to frame homes and it, you you honestly really don't know until you have a professional Absolutely. come out and look at it. And sometimes like even you, you probably, there's, there's some situations where it's like, you can't, no, until you like actually open it up and look at it. It's rare, but yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's good to know. How do you guys do that quite a bit with buyers? Yeah, we do that. Do that? Very often. That's and, sweet. And it seems to be a service that people want more and more, especially when they're looking at these older homes again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. even like, I, I guess, what's the standard or rule of thumb? Like anything older than like 1970, you would almost, almost recommend always. It always. Yeah. Especially yeah. if there's been additions put on the building. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they've been permitted or if the construction was done in an appropriate matter. Matter, If there's anything red flagged by your home inspector, always give us a call. Um, but red flag, the unreinforced masonry homes, typically that's a brick on the outside, brick on the inside. Mm-hmm. Those are- It's just like a veneer, right? It's not a veneer. They're not, not a veneer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the structural outside wythe and the structural inside wythe, and typically they have plaster on them. And that was very common between the 1910s mm-hmm. all the way to 1960s. 
and uh, they have they have a lot of major concerns with those types of problem or projects. Renovation becomes a lot more expensive and a lot harder because they have no seismic uh, system. There's no earthquake resisting system in those old homes, and so we have to be very careful about remodeling them. Yeah. And, that's another big concern. I have a rental like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it, it it's in South Ogden and it's it's a uh, one of those split level and it's not really a split tri multi level homes. You walk in and there's like the main living area and then there's stairs going up and down. Yeah. But it's the brick is like the the wall and then they basically put like one by one by twos mm-hmm. glued to it and then a thin layer of insulation and sheetrock to that. Yeah. The yeah. structure is the brick and you're like, so if there is an earthquake, that house is like toast basically. Yeah. There's, yeah. If you ever try to get earthquake insurance on that, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. Like there's major red flags. There's things we can do to fix them. And as long as the price point works, we can improve them and make them as safe as any house built today. Yeah. But it's important that buyers are aware of what they're getting into before they purchase that house. Right. But let's, uh, let's yeah. talk about earthquake insurance at the end. I actually, I actually do have earthquake insurance on that one. Luckily, I don't know how I was able to get it, but it was a while ago I got it. So are there key things that you recommend buyers look look out for on their walkthrough? Like as they're going through properties, what are things that they can do to just be, keep their minds open to like what to look for as far as issues with homes and stuff like that? Yeah, type of construction is a big one. We talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that is always a problem is foundations. Some red flags for foundations are going to be where is the water going? And I know those sound like unrelated things, but runoff is the number, like water is the number one cause for settlement to occur in a foundation. If your rain gutters are clogged or if they're depositing water right in the foundation or if the driveway is sloping the wrong direction or if even sprinklers are spraying on the foundation wall, those are things that can cause some settlement in a home. And so if you see areas where there's water that has been present against the foundation wall, start looking for areas that may have settled. Mm-hmm. And then we can start looking at other damage that may have occurred as a result of that. Yeah. And then mitigating that obviously is number I, one. I always love when we're looking at like brick or block houses, cause it's like, they don't lie and it's yeah. very easy yeah. to see if there's been movement, but are there any like indicators if it's framing two by six framing? How do you tell if one of the, like a house is that stick framed has movement? Yeah, that's a good question. So most wood homes are considered very flexible. Yeah. So they, they bend and they move with ease compared to a lot of these brittle brick structures that have brittle lath and plaster that shows every single crack that ever occurs with any movement. But today's construction types, it's a lot harder to find. That being said, we have standards that we're building to where typically they're a lot better off. A lot of the times our foundations are going deep enough. And so the problems that we see are not always as common for sure. Some indications of problems are going to be diagonal cracking in stucco or finishes. Some of those mm-hmm. get covered up by vinyl siding or something like that. But then they become present in racking windows. So if you have windows that aren't opening smoothly, that used to open smoothly, yeah, that can be an indicator yeah. that settlement has occurred. Then I always notice that you'll see it on some of the framing on the inside, like above the headers of the windows or doors or like in the corners of the sheetrock of the walls, if you see any like gaps or cracking there, that's Yeah, that can be, that can be an indication of settlement or movement. A lot of the times we find that that, like we live in a very client, like drastic climate. So we get humidities that are high, humidities are low, temperatures high, temperatures low. 
So a lot of that can be expansion and contraction of the molding around the, those windows. Gotcha. But yeah, that's a great point. So if you find issues, are, do you guys fix it or do you have contractors like preferred contractors you work with? To yeah, we absolutely have contractors we recommend. Okay. Um, we are engineers. We rarely swing a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do, we do uh, write recommendations on how it needs to be fixed and some concerns to watch out for. Okay. No, that's awesome. I, I do like to talk with my buyers. Like I can't give you an estimate of how much it is to fix it, mm -hmm. like in writing, because I'm not a contractor and I can't be bound by that mm -hmm. number. But I do have enough experience in the construction industry and my real estate, my own real estate investments that I kind of know an idea. And we can have that conversation over the phone or whatever to say, hey, this is what I'd expect. And it might be worth submitting a counter offer to the seller based on these recommendations. Here's a letter to do that. Stamped by a structural engineer. And it's usually really hard to argue with that kind of Right. negotiating piece. Are you able to do stuff for like trusses and stuff like that? Yeah, we can do stuff for trusses. Okay. Um, depends on what they want to do. A lot of clients lately have been asking me to vault ceilings and homes built between 90s and today. And uh, that's rarely worth it. It's an expensive fix, but we yeah. have done it. Well, so. just thinking about one deal we recently ran into, there was a house in Salt Lake that an agent put under contract in her office and the some of the trusses the metal gussets were popping off yeah some and, heat warping yep yep and I, and I don't know if it was from that or if it was from the home inspector was like it could have been like maybe snow load like there was so much snow this past oh, wow. winter that like maybe they're popping off there was there was like five or six so we ran into that somebody knew i think the sellers called there was a, a trust guy that they knew that came out and like stamped it off but gotcha. i didn't i wasn't aware you could do trusses too yeah we can that. do trusses the worst one we did last year was a homeowner decided that they wanted to replace their roof and so they went out and bought some nice clay tiles that and put those on their roof and the trusses actually snapped across the bottom cord and that the walls started to bow out as the truss oh started gosh. to come down. And that almost totaled the entire house. So it was, it was a big deal. So other things I'd look for are like, how many layers of shingles do they have? What yeah. kind of roof does it have? And were the trusses sized for that weight? Okay, so here's another one. What if you have a client buying a house that was built in say, like early 1900s mm -hmm. and they're all stick framed. Yeah. And you you get up in the attic and you look up there and it's there's basically like, you you have like the gables going up, but there's no like support. There's not a lot of support going yeah. down. Like, what do you do for something like that? Can you write up a report that's like, hey, for each one of these rafters, we need to add these here. Absolutely. And then the homeowner can do it, or do they need to hire? As your engineer and on record, I have to tell you that you have to get a permit from the city. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So but, yes, hire an engineer. We can tell you how to fix it. Yeah. And then have, have a qualified contractor come in there and fix it. Yeah. And take care of it. Yeah, but yeah, the number one question I get in these really old homes that are stick framed is the gables used to be super high to help mitigate the snow load. And yeah. so people walk up in their attic and they're like, oh, I've got all this unfinished space. Let's put a bedroom up here and a cool space. And things out. Yeah, or they'll put, they'll, they put their sheathing down and they put their carpet down and they load it with furniture and then their drywall and the ceiling below starts to crack because it's overloaded. Oh, and yeah. you're adding all that weight up there, which is another risk for seismic events or anything that way. And so finishing space in attics and sistering up those trusses to make sure they're That's crazy. strong enough. Well, it's interesting because I used to frame houses and, and like thinking about the concept is, is some of the, like most of the walls on the inside aren't even weight bearing. Like they're not touching the trusses. Right. So most of the trusses are floating. They're designed to just float like that. And so 
by adding all that weight, you're just compressing it. And it makes sense why you cause all kinds of problems because the joists below weren't designed to support any load at that location. And then you, yeah. It makes sense why, why there's the, the permit process with the cities (laughs) and why they want, they want everybody to go through that. But it's funny because people rarely pull permits and right. Like, Nine times out of 10, I swear people are not pulling permits. And and I've been guilty of it too in the sure, past. me right? too. I don't yeah. always pull permits on my own work. And mainly like I just as soon as avoid the bureaucracy. That being said, I think it's super important that people are taking time to think about how they're doing it and making sure it's done right. Right. Yeah. So that Eden House, I one of the reasons why I had to call you is because I did pull permits and I was like, <laughs> dang it. But it, I was glad I did because it, it like now if I ever sell that house, it's going to be, you know, a million dollar plus house and it'll be like, I'll have all the documentation and yeah. records. It'll just be that much easier to sell. Yeah. Um, a lot of our clients get red tagged and then we have to come in after the fact and get permits and that's always expensive and not very much fun, but we help them out all the time. They love us. Yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome. So you, you can do obviously like the more basic residential homes, those type of deals as well. But do you do, do you offer services for like, say if somebody has like a, a 20 unit apartment complex or commercial building. Yeah, absolutely. Contract. Re- regarding size, we can tackle any project. We're doing a four acre building right now for a big company. Four in Utah. acre building? It's four acres. Oh my gosh. It's huge. <laughs> that is it's huge. an existing building. Um, we, we fully embrace all the modern technologies and we have the ability to scan existing structures using LIDAR technology and take on the biggest remodels that you can imagine. That's and so that, that's really cool. And we're really proud of that we offer those kind of services. So on those bigger projects, that's probably almost a must. Like in your due diligence, you need to investigate every... Yeah, bigger. I mean, to buy an hour of my time on site, you're going to spend about 350 bucks. Right. Get me on site, walk it, especially when you're making a multi-million dollar investment. Yeah. Like I have the background and the knowledge to know what to look for on a building that size. I've designed office buildings that are 13 stories tall here in Utah, and I'm very familiar with the building, like all kinds of building construction, concrete buildings, steel buildings, metal studs, whatever it is. If you're making a big investment, I think that this should be an automatic phone call to have your structural engineer come walk the property with you, your home inspector, and anybody else that's walking the property just just to get their eyes on it. I mean, right. it's such a small cost on an investment that size. Yeah, no, that's awesome. But, and And like to speak from experience, like my client was – over $2 million on that property came and walked through it. And you're like, this has some issues. So you, <laughs> yeah. you definitely save, saved us on that one. Yeah. So that's awesome. So as far as like liability on your guys' end, if you're stamping it, is there any type of insurance or like policy with you guys that holds you guys accountable to what you're saying? Like this will work? Absolutely. That's why a lot of bankers and contractors hire an engineer is because they want to pass off that risk to somebody else. It's like an insurance policy. It's yeah. just a deferment of risk. So anything that I stamp is, gives access to the client to my liability insurance, which is a $3 million policy for whatever. And I know that's not a lot. And we do address that on various projects. Gotcha. But yeah, it's absolutely, you get so access to my liability, it's stamped and all the years of experience we have in our firm. Dang, so that's huge. Yeah, because most contractors, general contractors, everybody will be like, well, this is my opinion. I can't say for, for real, but if that's the difference between them and you going out there and you're like, hey, no, this is what it is, stamp it. Yeah. And it's, it's basically... If it falls down, it's on me. It's right. not on you. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah. So... This has been super insightful. I can say, having done this for all these years, I'm definitely learning more and more about the process. And and in the beginning, I think I'm like, 
the, the longer I'm in the business, the more I'm like, oh, buyer beware. Like look at everything because like an, what did they call it? Like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure or something yeah. like that. Yep. And it's so true. For example, I've never done radon testing on any of my properties when I bought them. Just did it on my own house. We've been living there for two years now and it came back at a level 30. Oh man. Level 30. Like, yeah, isn't it safe like three or something? Four. Oh geez. Four. Yeah. Level four, like anything, yeah. Like safe is three point something, like anything over four yeah. is considered dangerous. And they say four is like smoking two packs of cigarettes a day. It's odorless, like you don't know it's there. And so me and my family have been living here for two years in like a super toxic radon environment. That's and awful. I never tested it. Like it would have been a $150 test. Right. And I easily could have got the seller to cover it mm-hmm. instead of me having to go through the the headache and hassle of of doing that. So when it comes to the the structure, I mean, this is almost just right up there with the home inspector. Like it would be worthwhile. Like I'm always like sewer scope, just do it. Like yeah. meth test, just do it. Radon, yeah. just do it. General home inspection, Especially just do it. Especially on anything that's older than you are, you know? Right. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and even some of these newer homes, I mean, I've seen some pretty shoddy work out there that you're just like, man, how did Absolutely. you, how, like, how were you even able to get this passed? But it, yeah, a lot it of happens. the, a lot of the newer stuff, unfortunately ends up in litigation and I can come in and be an expert witness and say, Hey, this is not how this should have been built. These yeah. contractors don't know what they're doing and that kind of stuff. That's never fun work. And we don't like to have those conversations, but we're good at it. Right. And the one thing, not the one thing, but one of the things I love about you is you're not just an engineer, you're a real estate owner and investor. Like, yeah. Like you have experience in the industry. So I feel like some of the people you call, they're just like, their whole background is just like the paperwork side and they, sure. they're not actually in the industry, but like you're yeah. in the industry. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you're an investor. I that compliment. Yeah, yeah, you have rentals. Like that's who I want to do business with because you'll be able to f- provide like additional insight that others wouldn't be able to. Sure, yeah. So- it's all, it's all theory until you figure out how to do it. I love when a flipper calls me and says, hey, I'm going to add this second story on this 1930s home. And it's like, that sounds great. I love the rents, but do you realize that's going to cost you more than the purchase price of the home is? Right. Like, yeah. You have, to, yeah. you have to understand what all goes into those sort of things. Yeah, it's, it's you know? not just like a simple, we're just going to frame another wall yeah. on top. And... Or even so much as, hey, let's turn this into an ADU. We have the background and knowledge to know what cities and how to get things through that permitting process, all mm-hmm. the civil civil stuff that needs to be involved in those additions that people just don't think about. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Just going through this, I think if anybody, and they can see if anybody has a question or concern on their property, just by having you there, even your contacts and other people that you would know would be like of great value. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to? Yeah. I I would always tell you, follow me on Instagram. You can follow me at at Jaden Olson 23. Perfect. Or you can call me directly. It's 435-851-1522. Awesome. And then you have a website, Ballpark Engineering, right? Ballparkengineering.net. Yes. Awesome. Well, this has been super insightful. We'll definitely add you onto all of our, well, we don't even have an engineers list because we don't we have well, a, I'll be honored to be the first. Yeah, you will be on. You will be the first, and you're going on like our, our due diligence. Like, hey, we recommend this be done during the initial process because the more liability we can push off of us and just protect our buyers with, the the better Absolutely. and happier our clients will be. So I love it. Thanks That's for great. being on today. Thanks, Peyton. Okay, see yeah. ya.